Welcome to Reality Check. My name is Selena and I'm a mental health therapist. My name is Jacqueline. I am the producer and co-host. This is a podcast where we decode the drama, debunk the myths, and deep dive into mental health matters portrayed on the TV screen. Jacqueline, tell us about your shirt that you're wearing. Yes! <laughs> Sorry, this, that was fun. this is... No, we're supposed to do check-in. This is our uh, shirt that you designed, Mental Health Matters. Yeah. And on the back, it says, all day, every day. Something all like day, that. All day, every day. So, yeah. So, this is... You can get on Etsy. The link is in the comments. Mm-hmm. Or the, whatever the title. So, yeah. It's very what nice. I it's super soft it is super soft it doesn't shrink i was worried it would shrink so it's true to fit Mm -hmm. um yeah it's really good the only uh is like little things for your thumbs you know like yeah yeah but than that it's perfect i love it um i picked this color it's like a tan brownish um but you can pick whatever color you want once you click it it has all the colors that you can pick Mm -hmm. i think i have one in white they, I can't do white. I, mm-hmm. I well, already, I already got this dirty, and luckily I washed it. It comes right out. But white, yeah, mm-hmm. watch as well. I also got mine dirty like the first day I wore it, yeah, but it was it does wash well, which I'm very impressed with. So yes, so yeah, yeah, there it is. How was your weekend? My weekend was friends and I went to a concert. That was lots of fun um yeah just hanging out we're trying um so funny story we're trying to like eat more vegan foods uh just to get like more vegetables and also we watch this documentary and basically meat is disgusting and then also too they showed in the documentary when you cook with chicken it basically just gets all over your house yes like that's really gross um so just trying to integrate more vegetables in our lives and we tried making this vegan broccoli soup Ooh. right and it was made with a lot of potatoes so it tastes like potato yeah. broccoli soup <laughs> it's not bad it's fine it just is it's not it doesn't look pretty <laughs> but it tastes like potatoes and broccoli um uh, yeah it was very interesting so that was that was fun nice nice yeah i what did i do um honestly it was a lazy weekend all around uh it was kind of cold and rainy i think so i just kind of stayed home um with the kids i let them get wild in the living room and pull out all their blankets and pillows and let a house be a mess you know i saw this saying it's like your house is meant to be used Mm -hmm. and it's not meant to be on display so Mm -hmm. use it um so, yeah, so they enjoyed that. Uh, watched the new movie, Wish. We'll talk about that at a later podcast time. It's amazing. I personally liked it. It's a Disney day, once again, just kind of like a hangout day, just relaxing. I just really didn't do anything. I did not have the urge to do anything. And, you know, sometimes those are the best days where there have been... January has been kind of slow for like events wise, which has been great. And there have been a few Sundays where I literally did not get out of my pajamas. And I was like, this is the best. (laughs) I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to change my clothes. I just like go from like one blanketed bed to the blanketed couch. Like, (laughs) it's great. Mm -hmm. Yes. Speaking of dishes, um, 
my husband at one point went through a vegan phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really fun to cook for. I bought myself like a vegan cookbook. Um, and my favorite dish that I made, actually I made it last night and incorporated it into our food, um, was it's portobello mushrooms, the caps. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you cook them for 10 minutes in the oven down. So like moist, uh, dehydrate, not dehydrate them, but get some moisture out. Mm-hmm. And then you flip them okay. over and put pesto sauce in it. Mm, and then you put pesto. them in for another, what? You love pesto. <laughs> I do. Well, this is, uh, this is homemade pesto. So my mom and dad grow it in the garden. And we go through the basil and do do the process. Um, and then you take the pesto and you put it in the cups and you put it in the oven for another 10 minutes. And you bring it out and you put like a block of cheese on it. It called for a specific kind. And then you eat it right up. And oh, it was so good. Yum. Nice. All righty. Let's dive into this. I do want to let everyone know before we get to going here. I am still relatively new at editing, so oh. I apologize for the last episode on YouTube. Um, there was a blank space, and I didn't delete all the blank spaces, so it was still fine to watch. It was just a blank black space <laughs> for like two minutes. You know, we're growing. <laughs> we're learning, and we're growing, and we're rolling with the punches. We're trying to find out our groove here. Yes. So bear with us. Yes. Um, so yeah. But no, uh this episode is a lot to mm. debunk. There's mm. a lot going on. There's yes. a lot of characters. Some major trigger warnings for this episode. Um one, there's lots of talk, threats of violence and acts of suicide. Um, there's definitely alcoholism in that. So if those things are triggering for you also lots of yelling um if those things are triggering you for you don't watch this episode or if you really want to watch this episode even this podcast might be a little bit triggering take it a little bit at a time pause it come back to it or just stop completely be mindful of your body and how you're feeling yes it was triggering for me watching it i Mm -hmm. i just I didn't, I didn't want to do the podcast. It was so triggering. Let's dive in. I'll do a quick, it's not going to be quick. It's going to be a deep synopsis, but it's going to be enough. It's going to be the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we open it up. This is season two, episode six of The Bear. Fishes. It's the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Fishes. Fishes, yes. I thought you said delicious. I was like, say it again. Vicious. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, we get a flashback. Mm. We finally get to see what Mikey looked like. I've been dying to see what he looks We've like. We've seen him before. I have not. He's literally been in the first season. Mikey? Yes. He's been in other episodes. Really? What'd he do? <laughs> like little flashbacks. Like there's one episode where he was in the kitchen and him and Carmi were talking with, I think it was cousin. It was probably the back of them. Nope. Nope. Full face. <laughs> this just been our short term memory. It's not been like long scenes. Like this, he's in the whole episode, but no, he's definitely been in, been in other episodes. <laughs> Jacqueline just blocks out the episodes when she's done watching. Fun fact, I actually do that. The opening scene is 
Natalie, Mikey, and Carmi because mm-hmm. Carmi comes out. That's what yeah. I was trying to remember. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I was like, no, she wasn't in it. It's just her voice. Mm-hmm. So they're outside talking. And as you can tell, Richie's like, what's going on? Do I need to be in it? And they're like, no, it's just family shit. Like go inside. Like and he's like, oh, you can tell he's let down. But it pretty much goes on with um, yelling, a lot of yelling, a lot of crying, um, gathering. She was a cook at one point because she knows exactly how to turn temperatures on, exactly when to take them in and out of the oven. Um, the kitchen is a complete mess. The timer has sauce all over the, everything is just dirty. Um, they're really coming down on Carmi, calling him a wimp, calling him a, a little cry baby and all this other stuff. And then at the end of it, they're forcing him to say the words, I love you. That must be very hard for all of them to say minus sugar. Cause she says it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hear, Mom's saying, I feel like no one's listening to me. I feel like no one's listening to me. I need the pan out of the oven. I need this. I need that. And Carmi is multitasking and doing other things while listening. And she's like, you're not listening to me. And I think it's because she likes it when someone looks at her. And so he stopped. He's like, yes, mom, I understand. I'll do it. I've gotten the hint or not the hint, but gathered that they're all kind of labeling Carmi weird. Um, Everyone's kind of been like, yeah, he's just that. That's like, oh, he's that. Oh, he's that. And that just kind of summed it up as he's weird. Richie is expecting his first child. This is that flashback, the throwback here. Um, And he goes to Uncle Cicero for a job. And you can tell he just is like, no, I don't really want to give you one, but whatever. But he's being real honest. I don't want to just be in a sandwich shop. I want to do more. I want more of my life. I want to make money for my family. You know, he's really trying to go on about his life. Carmi has a big heart to heart talk with Mikey about his plans for the beef. And how he really wants to work and he really wants to be involved and he's ready to come back and just stay. And uh, at first, Mikey's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, you know what? Let's just play with the idea. And he's like, you're right. Okay. You know, just gives him that comforting thing. of, Yeah, okay, sure. Then they're all talking on the couch and Richie kind of sees Mikey in the corner of his eyes walk. I don't know if he's walking outside or where he was going, but he was just kind of leaving. And Richie's face kind of gave that moment of. Where's he going? What's he doing? Like, he, mm-hmm. I felt like he has to have his eye on him at all times. Once again, Donna is yelling again. And Natalie is doing her job as a daughter, slash mother, or, you know, daughter in this role and taking care of her. And finally, Donna was like, just go grab this thing so I can just end it. And she's like, no, 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 no need for that. And she grabs her face and just goes crazy. Goes different. <laughs> Um, yeah, she, she threatens to kill herself. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Violently. Violently. In front of everyone. Just in front of Natalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it pans over to Lee, who at the, at the beginning, I thought he was dead. He's not. I honestly don't know who Lee is. He's the I, uncle. Lee's another uncle. Okay. And Lee is really giving it to Mikey hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me guess. It's another story because it's all you can finish. You're not going to finish the restaurant. You're not finish this. Like your real life, you can't finish. But these stories you can finish that we've heard 8 million times. So you kind of see a glimpse of how they actually treated Mikey and how they felt Mikey was in the picture. Um, when they all sit down for dinner because it's all there. The mom slaved away for days and it's all there. And oh, actually real quick. God love Pete walked in with some fish. <laughs> they all got mad at him. Sugar ended up, yeah, eight fishes. Sugar ended up throwing it out, mm-hmm. which was sad. But Carmi goes in to check on mom. Everyone's sitting down eating, and she's in there crying. And he's 
doing what he should do in this moment, comforting her, supporting her, making her feel better, telling her that everyone loves her, everyone needs her, you know, just filling her empty glass of love. Um, she comes to sit down and before she sits down, Mikey and Lee get into it about a fork. Mikey likes to throw forks and Lee was not about that. She sits down, mother sits down and Steve, who's married to Michelle, gives a great speech about how all these dishes are needed and how they each represent us and how we just like to eat a lot, but we also like to talk and just take it in and and thank you for having a spot at the table for him. And he looks forward to Thanksgiving with them and any type of family meal because it just warms his heart and he's very happy and appreciative. Well, that goes south real quick after mom starts crying again. And she just goes, I don't know if I can say the word manic. She just kind of goes off the deep end. And Natalie said the one wrong thing I guess no one wants to hear is, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And it pushed her over the edge. It pushed her. Mm-hmm. She, she's pushed. She so pushed. She drove a car or she went upstairs, what I thought was upstairs, but I guess she just went out of the room. And that's when Mikey threw the fork one last time, started out in a brawl, and the mom ended it with a car running through the house. And fun fact, the mom is Jamie Lee Curtis. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. She God, she's good. All of the awards. Holy crap. She played that role so well. Yes. Ooh. Like, she got into character between the nails and the smoking and the crying and, like, the the cooking and the, like, the, the switching from happy to sad and angry and confused and all of the roles within, like, short scenes. Like, girl. She did so good. And... This might show my age, but I know her from Freaky Friday, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. But oh my God, she give her all the awards. She oh did so God. good. Um, but yeah, that is how the scene ends. It also ends with Sugar looking extremely uncomfortable. On first, so there are probably lots of people who are like, "What diagnosis does she have?" Clearly, it's bipolar. And to that, I say, there's not enough information to know. One thing, let's have a little educational time. Um, people throw away around the word bipolar all the time. And a lot of times when they say that, they really mean borderline personality disorder. So, and I also don't know that Donna has borderline personality disorder. She, she's experiencing some sort of psychotic episode. And there's not enough information inside this episode for me to diagnose her with uh, anything. There's not? <laughs> there's not. Because oh, wow. I, I, again, I'm not a fan of like, oh, I know you for 10 minutes. I'm going to give you a diagnosis. I need to know more of the picture. What does she look like? How much of this is alcohol induced? Is she taking other drugs that is causing this? Like we need to rule out these things. What is she like when she's sober? Do these exacerbate her symptoms or do they completely go away? Right. All of these things go into diagnosing someone. So I don't have enough. I don't know her well enough to diagnose her. Fair. So back to being bipolar, when people see people in the world and they like switch from like happy to sad, they're like, oh, you're bipolar. That's not bipolar. Bipolar is when you have episodes for long stints of time. It is very, very uncommon for someone to rapid cycle. So bipolar requires a manic or a hypomanic episode, which are slightly different, but 
kind of what we see in the kitchen, we might say it was a manic episode um, where she's just kind of like all over the place. She's very emotional. She's making um, very quick decisions, very um, dangerous decisions in some cases um, that maybe could be distinguished as a manic episode, but I think there's so much more going on. Um, but to have bipolar, you need the depressive episode. Many times they last for like six plus weeks, the manic or depressive episode. You need both. So it's not in a moment, right, where I'm happy one minute and then I'm angry the next or I'm sad the next. That's not bipolar. That's not an indication that bipolar is a thing. It takes long weeks of having a manic episode and weeks of having a depressive episode. Borderline personality disorder, you might see someone cycle through emotions faster. There's a lot more that goes into borderline personality disorder. But just so you know, when you throw out the word bipolar, many times people are like, oh, that's, she's so bipolar. Well, that's incorrect because it's just because they're switching their uh, emotions fast. They want to call them bipolar. It's not. And again, not everyone who switches their emotions fast has borderline personality disorder either. Lots of lots of caveats. We're quick to diagnose people. I'm not a fan of that. So. She's definitely having some sort of psychotic episode. In this case, she has mood swings. She is all over the place. She is happy. She's sad. She's angry all in a very short amount of time. She's forgetful. She's like, why isn't no one, anyone listening to me? You can't please her. She said, no one's helping me, but I don't want anyone help. When people come in to ask her for help, she doesn't want anyone's help. So there's no making her happy. She um threatens to kill herself several times um she also i noticed called she there was a moment in time when she was cooking it was like she had forgotten that she said anything she's like no one's following my instructions it's like she had thought she had said it out loud but she didn't and then later on in the episode she was talking to carmy and she called him michael didn't correct herself but you could tell Carmi like that wasn't the first time, and Carmi became very concerned when that was happening. So definitely, some sort of psychotic episode was happening with her. Um, yeah. What else do you want to know about Donna? Um, the crying and the making her kids take care of her. Mm-hmm. That the crying annoyed me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I just that just it's just well, manipulative. Great feelings i know um it is manipulative you're right it Mm -hmm. is because she quickly turned it off when Mm -hmm. sugar or carmy was like actually giving her what in her mind she thought she wanted Mm -hmm. she turned it off Mm -hmm. yeah she has very little emotional regulation Mm -hmm. very little emotional regulation and is very in a very just high distressed state and yeah she is she's like crying and then they come to her and they're like let me help you let me help you and they're soft and gentle and then they say one thing and they're like what do you mean do we have a problem do we have a problem Mm -hmm. or with sugar it's like i hate that word am i okay like i hate that and like flies off the handle Mm -hmm. like we're coming to help you and then you flip the switch she kept saying i don't want to be alone i can't do this anymore alone so i'm gathering the father is gone yeah, we discovered that in the first season. Remember when they were at the kids' party, they were talking about Carmi's Yes, 
I thought he was just gone for a moment. I didn't know he was gone, gone. I, I thought, don't know if know. he's gone, gone. He's just not in the picture. And he hasn't been in the picture for a while. So, I mean, a lot of that is piling on her, raising three kids and mm-hmm. doing all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, just the emotions were really, like, pick one, in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It was an emotional roller coaster with her. Yes. Lots and of emotional I, whiplash. I honestly didn't like when she'd walk into the scene because I was like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Like when they're all waiting for her to sit down, I'm like, no, please don't. Just move on. Yes. What I find so fascinating is like it's this known thing that she is crazy, right? But we all don't address it. We all tiptoe around it. We all cater to her. Like we're very protective of her. But yet we allow this to continue. Which, let's dive into Mikey on that. Because that is the same thing they do with Mikey. Mm -hmm. And Lee calls it out. Go in on Mikey. On how he is. I think. From her. What's that saying? Apple doesn't fall hard from the tree. Hard from the tree, yeah. Hard 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 from the tree. (laughs) It doesn't fall hard. It's a softball. <laughs> Floats. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're the they're very similar. They're very similar. He's 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 not as like flipping an emotion as he is as mom is, but he's definitely quicker to change the emotion than someone who's a little more regulated. Um, when Carmi gives him the picture, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do this. And then becomes really upset and cries and then like hits himself in the face to get him to stop crying. Right. Lots of like men don't cry, things like that. Get it together. He's the oldest. So he probably feels like he needs to take care of it. He's also, you know, feelings of probably being nothing, seeing (laughs) as Uncle Lee is like calling him like you're nothing you're nothing just like putting in his face you're nothing you can see in his eyes like he believes that but he's so angry so angry and so sad um that moment when you noticed Richie looking at Mikey leaving I think like Mikey was excusing himself to go do some drugs um to cope with the family or his mental health issues. That's one of very common things. People who are undiagnosed and unmedicated, they regulate themselves with alcohol and drugs and then become dependent on alcohol and drugs. I think that's what's happening inside of this family. Mom is doing it. Mikey is doing it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mikey is... I'm not... I don't know how to say this. I'm not saying anyone's dangerous, but Mikey is in my opinion, very dangerous to trigger because I thought he was going to stab Lee. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to just do it. Whereas mom is more of the emotional crier. Mm -hmm. Mikey is the, no, I'm going to finish you type deal, Mm -hmm. which both are dangerous. Both are scary. You know, both can be handled with therapy and medication, Mm -hmm. but Mikey just has that look in his eye when Um, Lee kept saying just throw it just throw it just do it just do it he was like and he started laughing which is kind of the joker style Mm -hmm. where they start laughing and then the the mask comes on and they're like did it 
Mm-hmm. Now what's next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which to me is, why would you trigger that? Why would you push that? Like Lee knows that everyone mm-hmm. has his back. That's why Lee knows everyone's going to stop Mikey. They're all going to cater to him. He called Cicero out. You're just as bad. You give him money to all of these make-believe ideas. You know, you're just as bad. You tell him that he's amazing and he's this. And he's like, Richie, once again, the old saying, shut the fuck up, Richie. Like, mm-hmm. you are his right-hand man. Everyone caters to this because, like you said earlier, no one wants to address it. But mm-hmm. he, in my opinion, is a dangerous mindset. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it did end up being dangerous because he ended up ending his own life with a gun. With the same way that his mother wanted to end her own life. It's very interesting. They are, he is a repeating pattern of her. I think to your comment about him being more aggressive, I think that's the way that men and women are socialized. Women are like, we're allowed to cry and it's okay if we cry. We're men, like we see that he's not allowed to cry. He hits himself to stop crying. And so he channels that sadness into anger. Mm. Throws forks. He... He has these feelings of like he's he's nothing, so he has to change his investments and in his five hundred businesses that he never follows through on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like always chasing this like never enough, never enough, never enough. Yeah. I also think it, I'm wondering. I was reading online some of the forums, and someone had mentioned, which makes a lot of sense, that Mikey didn't want Carmi there. Mm-mm. didn't want Carmi in that right the cousin Michelle was like hey if you want to stay with me come stay with me like you can't you shouldn't be here this is not good for you I think Mikey knew that too and we've talked about this before but I think we see it more now of like okay mm-hmm. I will give you this like we can do this together I'll, he gave him a picture of like what he envisioned the beef turning it into the bear mm-hmm. um, and then he decided to stash away the money for Carmi I think that was for Carmi oh yeah absolutely Mm-hmm. It was all for Carmi. Um, all for Carmi. Which that part, oof! When he gave him the picture, that part made me cry. I was so sad. Why? Because he just like I think in that moment he was already feeling defeated. Like he was already contemplating suicide at that moment. I think he was what already picture the picture of the building. Mm-hmm. Carmi okay. drew like a, I'm assuming Carmi drew it, but it was like yeah. a picture of like here's what it could be. I yes. have like, these ideas. Let's do this together. Okay. And I think he was crying because, like, no, we can't do this together because I'm done. Right. He knew. Like, yeah. I think he, I think at that point, like, he already knew. And I think that that's what made me feel really sad was because mm. I knew that was coming. And that was probably a moment of, like, him just, like, playing this game of when, not playing a game, but, like, playing this uh persona of like yeah we can do this but also in the back of my mind like that's not gonna happen so i'm squirreling away money for you mm-hmm. yeah and that i want you to like go and like do copenhagen and new york which brings me back to copenhagen remember mm-hmm. i told you the chef was like yeah there's a chef i tried competing with i couldn't mm-hmm. keep up mm-hmm. yeah and he fed, he said copenhagen slept on a boat and fed an mm-hmm. invisible cat yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah and i literally was like gotta bring that up <laughs> yeah let's, that was hilarious let's dive in on carmy since we're already talking about him poor mm. carmy poor carmy definitely middle child syndrome for sure the one that it's picked on the most and forgotten about and forgotten about and they like it's so 
but they love them at the same time. Yeah, it's so aggressive in the way that they like, you're just like this big chef, but also like go be this big chef, but don't go be this big chef, right? That's such a confusing message of you're off doing really fancy things, but you're off doing really fancy things. You're too good for us. Right? So, How confusing um, for him. Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, Carmi is stuck in the whole, I want to be here. I want to support my family. I'm here. But he also says the, the, the line, I didn't want to come here. I wish I didn't, you know, I really didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, because he knew it'd turn out like this. And mm-hmm. you can see how bad he feels for sugar because... Just like every child that leaves the nest and has to leave their younger sibling behind with the with the toxicity, he sees what he left her in and with, and he sees everything it's done to her. So another observation that I noticed is Carmi is repeating patterns. So the chaos, what I noticed was the timer. Right. There was that one episode that the buzzer kept going off with the orders. Right. Mm -hmm. Such similar, such symbolism of like it is literally the same thing. He's doing the same thing with the bear. He is working on changing that pattern, making it into something more healthy. But with the beef, it was the same thing. That kitchen at the beef was the kitchen of his mother's. It was the same chaos. It was the yelling. It was that not working together. It was the mess. It was the buzzer. It is the same thing. It is a true testament to we repeat what we don't repair. So if we do not fix our shit, so to speak, we will keep doing it. Even if it's subconscious, I think Carmi is recreating, has recreated his, the subconscious of like his mother's kitchen in the beef. So then he's working on repairing it by changing the bear into something more elegant and more upscale and more put together and just like overall healthier. Yeah, I definitely picked up on that because they made it like we say Mikey's just like the mom. Well, Carmi's mm-hmm. like the mom in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The minute she touched that timer, my heart was racing because I was like, oh, gosh, what's Carmi going to do? Because <laughs> it always set him off in the beef. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely um, was waiting for something to happen. He's very quiet about it all. He doesn't come out and tell everyone to shut up. He is the quiet observer in the family. He's the middle child. Mm-hmm. He knows when to talk. He knows when to, you know, be quiet. Mm-hmm. But he also is quick to be by his mother's side. So this has been heavy. This has been a lot. So let's take a break, and this will be a two-parter episode. So if this has struck a chord in you, if you feel some similarities within your family dynamics, I highly, highly encourage you to go seek out therapy. This podcast is not a replacement for therapy. Just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean that I am your therapist. My name is Selena, and my co-host is... Jacqueline. And this has been Reality Check.